Section 8 of the Complete Works of Brand, the Iconoclast, Volume 12. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by William Jones, Bonita Springs, Florida. The Complete Works of Brand, the Iconoclast, Volume 12, Section 8, Bran and Baylor. The following account of the mobbing of Bran in the fall preceding his death, see Bran's article, Ropes, Revolvers, and Religion, in Volume 10, is taken from the Waco Tribune for October 9, 1897. It is reproduced here to enable the reader to better interpret the circumstances of Bran's death. As to the Bran-Baylor episode, the old adage, two wrongs will not make a right, is certainly applicable to it. Brand's article on Baylor University was wholly indefensible, essentially ill-timed, and could not possibly have wrought any good, either to Baylor or the cause of morality in general. It merited the protest and indignation it evoked, and we question if Brand, when he wrote it, really appreciated its full import for had he reflected he would have known that he placed his friends at a disadvantage in that men who hold the views respecting virtuous womanhood that most southern men and himself included do could not defend the article and bran is a man who we have always found to be true to his friend not one to place a friend in an embarrassing or unpleasant position he illustrated how a wonderfully brilliant man may astonish the world, and himself too, by perpetrating a grave blunder or mistake. We cannot understand how he came to print the article. And as for the course of the Baylor students who laid forcible hands upon Bran, and by mob power compelled him to sign humiliating admissions and apologies, their course was about as grave a blunder as was Bran's. It is not palliation to argue how indignant they were, and how natural their indignation. Perhaps those in authority at Baylor, who are said to have known beforehand the purpose of the student mob, and quietly winked at it, if they did not openly commend it, are more to blame than the boys who did the work, for the older heads were naturally expected to display the wisdom of mature years. It is the truth that the authorities who condoned and the students who perpetrated the lawlessness are equally beyond the pale of defense. It was thus that two wrongs, and not even one right, were done. All the parties to the wrong will have to take the consequence. Brand has impaired the prestige of the iconoclast. Students and university authorities have brought unnecessary reproach on Baylor, and given it undesirable notoriety. Baylor is part and parcel of Waco. All of us, regardless of creed, helped to rear it. Its good name and welfare are matters of concern to all. Bran, if he knew of disgraceful facts or episodes connected with Baylor, should have given names, dates, and specific details. And some student, professor, patron, or friend of Baylor, someone with a daughter, sister, or female relative there, thus vested with the God-given right of resenting slurs on the virtue of girl students, 
should have been found willing to deal with Brand personally and somewhere else than on the university grounds with Brand helpless and bulldozed. Any man thus acting with defense of his womankind as his plea may, if his pretensions are valid, always risk public opinion and jury verdicts in this county. We hope this matter will end where it is. Nobody wants to see Brand driven away from Waco, nor do we believe such a thing can be done. Men will be found in ample numbers to maintain his right to dwell here. He is a brilliant man who can be distinctly useful as a writer. On his part, he owes something to the community which is willing to maintain his every right, to the friends who are still his friends, even if he makes a mistake, and that is to remember that Baylor University is part and parcel of Waco, and that the reputable element of society here does not share his views concerning the disrepute alleged to attach to Baylor. Most of us wish Branwell. Most of us wish Baylor well. It has been said that this is a matter of religious differences and prejudices. It is not so save where individuals want and see fit to make it so. It has been said personal liberty and bigotry are involved in this matter. We fail to comprehend how or wherein. God knows there is not a spot on the globe where there is more diversity of opinion, more freedom of expression and action as to religion than in this town. Once more, we hope this matter is ended and for good. Since the above was put in type, the assault made by Judge Scarborough, R. H. Hamilton, and George Scarborough on Mr. Brand has occurred. Judge Scarborough has a daughter, George Scarborough a sister, who has recently been a student and is now a member of the faculty at Baylor. It will thus be understood how Brand's article could aggrieve the father and brother. If either one had taken a shotgun and killed Brand on sight, public opinion would have held such a course far more commendable than the policy adopted. If either one had challenged him, given him a show for his life, and in the duel killed him, public sentiment would have condoned such a step, and no jury in this country would award any penalty for the slain. But the overpowering attack by three men was itself a mob attack. Three may constitute a mob as well as ten or twenty. Of course, there will be some to defend the trio of assaulters, but the consensus of public opinion will be against it, and by the greater part of our people it will be regarded as essentially unfair. It has not served, so far as we can see, any good purpose, but to the contrary has intensified the bitter feeling existing here. Brand's friends never endorsed his article on Baylor, but this assault justified their indignation. As for Judge Scarborough, we must regret his act and express surprise that he got his consent to such a course. As for Hamilton, his participation is altogether indefensible. End of section 8. Bran and Baylor.